0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to ADZ Sports Dallas Prime Time. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them on the ride of the week in a few moments here on ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. Before we do any of that, ladies and gentlemen, let me know in the chat, is it a genius or a devious move to switch Tyron Smith to right tackle. Cause ladies and gentlemen, that is happening for the Cowboys. It was confirmed today uh, by multiple reports, by players talking about it. Uh, it is out, the secret is out. Tyron Smith is going to have some looks at right tackle. Is it a genius or dubious move? Let me know what your answer is in the chat. That might be one of the biggest surprises Of the season. We talked about a lot of possible combinations. We talked about Tyler sliding back to left guard. Letting Tyron Smith take over. We talked about Josh Ball versus Jason Peters on the right side. And listen. Some people threw out that idea. Some people said hey. What if we play Tyron on the right side. Some people people even said. What if we play Tyler the rookie on the right side. For the most part. It was dismissed pretty quickly because of where Tyron Smith is in his career. We're talking about a guy whose rookie season was in 2011. And that's the last time that he played right tackle. Can a player of that caliber and of that, uh, not even of that caliber, but that has stuck around so long in the NFL make a position switch like that because it's different moving from guard to tackle than it is from the left side to the right side. The latter is more difficult because we're talking about muscle memory. And when you start studying offensive line play, you realize just how calculated every step is. These guys work so hard on where the first step goes on an reach block Where the second step goes on a zone block, on a on a down block, on a vertical set, on a slide set, or like there are so many things that are muscle memory at offensive line, and to switch things up for Tyrant at this stage is a bold move. Now, is it genius or devious? That is a question. Let me see some of your comments here. Uh, Gretchen Toxic says I would call it pragmatic. Don't like it, says Asmodeus. Moderate, says Jacob. I'd call it reactive, says Bruce. Asmodeus goes with Devious. Genius, says Peter. Steve goes with Devious, though. Uh, I don't think it's a great move, says Jack. Johnny says, I like it because the left is good. Hit that like button, says Joey Bella. Thank you for that. Most of our sacks have come from the left, says Jack. Wretched Toxic says, Mo, we put in a 40 year old who had not played right tackle and a guy who has been hurt all year over Josh Ball. Why is he still here? <laughs> that is a pretty solid question. I think that the answer to that might be revealed in the Houston Texan State because he is a pretty good run blocker, apparently. He had a good game blocking the run. Now, he is bad enough in pass pro, at least. For me to not be interested in playing him at all. So I agree that Toxic is on to something here. Offensive line depth is king in this league, I would say. So maybe that's why he's still around. But I'm not that excited about the fact that he played so so well uh, blocking the run. Just because of what happened in the world of the pass. But as some people have pointed out today on social media... You can help that out, uh, whether it's with play action, whether it's with chipping or quick game. There are a lot of ways to help uh, your pass protection. However, I agree with Toxic that uh, it really speaks volumes as to Josh's ball's uh, level of play. Now, it's, to me, potentially, at first I thought Devious move, started to get around it a little bit. Here's why. Let's let's look at every combo possible that you could have at offensive line. Tyron Smith is apparently going to play on the right side. Who knows what that will look like on game day? Because some people have reported that he might not get the start. Jerry Jones said that actually on the radio earlier this week. So if Tyron Smith does not get the start at right tackle, who do we get to see? Do we get to see Jason Peters, who the Cowboys apparently trust but maybe not trust enough to, you know, let Tyron in his original position? Or are they going to play Josh Ball because they like their project and they like what they saw from him in the running game? We don't know. But here are some of the possible offensive line combinations that I think the Cowboys are looking at right now. Now, they might be (laughs) color-coded. Like, I started doing this graphic and I started color-coding it a little bit. Uh, But here we go. Tyler... McGovern, Yadish, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith is most likely the combination that this Cowboys team wants to get to at some point in the season. Does that mean that that's what we will get on snap one versus the Jaguars? I don't know. I don't know what the Cowboys plan is on Sunday, but I do think that is the offensive line combo that they want to get after making this announcement. What are the pros and cons for this combination in particular? You you leave most of your offensive line untouched. And one of the biggest reasons why this Cowboys offensive line has improved week to week has been continuity. This is the shortest way to continuity for the Cowboys. Turnstill got injured, you replace him with another guy. It just happens to be that that another guy is a future Hall of Famer and an athletic freak. The cons of it. Adjusting from the left side to the right side is not easy at all. And it's easier for younger players than it is for older players. Now, I'm not making this up. It might look like I'm making this up because, you know, you look at me and you you, you will say, this kid has not played offensive line in his life. But... (laughs) Coaches, scouts, owners have uh, even offensive line gurus like Duke Manyweather have talked about this topic at length, and it's pretty much agreed upon that switching sides is harder than switching from guard to tackle. So, we know that that is the con. That is the con for Tyron Smith. Now, there's a hidden pro to this conversation, and maybe one that we hadn't fully thought out. Whereas Tyrant Smith has not played at right tackle since 2011. Jason Peters hadn't done so since 2006. So is playing Peters at right tackle the same, worse, or even better? So maybe the Cowboys don't trust playing Jason Peters consistently at right tackle. And maybe that's what they are trying to avoid. Not only playing Josh Ball, but actually maybe they're trying to avoid playing Jason Peters too at right tackle. The third combination, and I think this is the one that we expected to be the plan moving forward, was Tyron uh, Smith at left tackle, Tyler at left guard, Viadish Martin, and Jason Peters. So that was the original Tyron-Tyler switch that we thought would come at some point. That we thought that it was inevitable. And now that we are here. Doesn't look like that anymore. The pros of that. You know you get a killer couple. With Tyron and Tyler. But you're also getting that on the right side. With the top combination. With Zach Martin and Tyron by the way. The con here is. You mess up the continuity entirely. Because all of a sudden. The only two guys that are playing in the spot. That they have been playing all season are Tyler Vyadish and Zach Martin. You're inserting Jason Peters at right tackle. You're inserting Tyler Smith at left guard. And you're inserting Tyron at left tackle. Uh, Those That might be one too many changes. And maybe that's why, this is the biggest reason why I think that maybe the Cowboys' big bet might end up being worth it. You're not messing up continuity which is the most important thing for your offensive line. And then we could talk about a potential combination with Josh Ball in it, whether it has Tyler at left tackle or Tyron at left tackle, doesn't really matter. Uh, I actually forgot to change up uh, 66 for 73 and insert Tyron Smith at left, left tackle on that last one. But you get the point. Josh Ball, I think, will get some reps. I think that the Cowboys front office wants to get that in there. Let's see. Let's see. Kind of getting around to it just based on the fact that that is the easiest way to keep yourself from messing up the continuity of this offensive line. Let's see. Uh, Stephen White says, Number 77 can do good at right tackle, I would bet. Listen, I am not doubting. Maybe the only thing that I'm doubting Tyron Smith on is on playing a full season at this stage of his career. Other than that, I'm not doubting. I'm not in the business of doubting Tyron Smith. So I kind of agree with Stephen White on that one. Tyron is good. Tyron is an athletic freak. And you could see the argument. You, You can definitely see the Cowboys argument of we trust more, we trust Tyron more to make up for the lack of technique at on the right side and with that i don't mean that he cannot have that technique i mean that that's something that he hasn't done in over a decade i can see why the cowboys trust him more because he can make up for it with his athleticism with jason peters he he's athletic but he's not as athletic as Tyron. And he spent more time on the left side than even Tyron. I don't want the old guys to have to change their muscle memory, says Bruce. But the thing is, one of them is going to have to change his muscle memory. Do you want it to be Tyron or do you want it to be Jason Peters? Because this is the exact same thought that I had before today. But now that you start realizing, oh, Jason Peters is actually in the same kind of situation here. It's either changing one of the old guys, uh, changing their muscle memory, or playing Josh Ball. Oof. Let's see. Let's see some of your comments here. Will we see the Hulk formation? I hope so. I love the Hulk formation. Loved it in 2021, too. Put Tyron Smith Sr. and Ty Smith Jr. on the left and let's right as Bruce. man. Uh, Steven Same says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that comment right there. I'd put Micah in over ta- over Ball at right tackle. That is hot garbage." Says Gratic Toxic Tom. There you go. <laughs> I don't. I, I missed why people are commenting yellow on YouTube. Sorry about that. <laughs> Anyways, seventy. Oh, oh, it was the it was the actual graphic, right? It was the actual graphic. Yeah, yellow is the one that we thought would take place. But I'm getting around to the idea of the top one. Tyler, Connor, Tyler, Sack, and Tyron. These names, though, uh, they got to draft some offensive linemen with different names. We we cannot do the Tyler, Tyron thing, the Smith, Smith thing for, for, for a long time. That would be the biggest issue, in my opinion. But hey, let's see what the Cowboys do with their offensive line. I will tell you what, they have made a lot of bets. On this particular unit. Most of them have paid off. Uh, Turnstile himself was a bet. He paid off. Tyler Smith was a bet in the first round. Paid off. He was a bet at left tackle. Paid off. Tyler Biotish is paying off great dividends as well. So is there if there is one area in which the Cowboys have earned somewhat of the benefit of the doubt. This might be it. Offensive line might be it. So, I will do exactly that. I will give them the benefit of the doubt. Although, I am nervous about watching Tyron on the right side. Bruce says, I would rather have a Viente. Collins on the right. Oh, wait. Over Josh Ball or over Tyron, though? Because if we're talking over over Tyron. I do not agree there. If we're talking about Josh Ball, hey, let me see it. Heck, what what is there to lose? Unless you're planning on running the football almost exclusively. And that's an idea that I also kind of don't like that much. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on here a little bit. Let's move on past the offensive line conversation. And let's talk about the primetime matchup that the Cowboys are going to face when they are on offense because when they are on defense we talked about it last night if you want to go check that out uh, you can still do so on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime you can even do so on the podcast edition of it but on the defensive side of things it will be all about getting Trevor Lawrence under pressure we talked about that at length on the offensive side of things ladies and gentlemen the Jacksonville Jaguars do not have a good pass defense. It's not good. It is 30th in the NFL in pass DBOA defensively. They have a lot of holes in that secondary. They play a variety of coverages. I will give them that. They play a lot of cover too. They play a lot of uh, cover tree as well. They mix it up. They mix things up. However, there is one particular cornerback that has done a fantastic job. For the Jaguars. And I think that we're getting. A shadow game for CD Lamp. I think that we're getting. A cornerback. That will shadow. CD Lamp. And I think that's always. A fun thing to have in a football game. I am talking about. Tyson Campbell. Who has shadowed. Corlin Sutton. For the Denver Broncos. Even though most of the season. He has played on one side of the field. And he has shadowed Devontae Adams. Now, if you go and, and look at the numbers for Devontae Adams on that Raiders game, you will see that he had a good game. But in the second half, Tyson Campbell allowed only one catch. Now, for Kirtland Sutton, same story. He allowed one catch in two targets for 13 yards. And he shadowed him in 74% of the pass snaps of the game. That is a good cornerback we are talking about. Actually is kind of getting himself into some sort of Pro Bowl conversation, even. So will we see C D Lamp beat a cornerback that shadows him? Because Cd Lamp is playing a lot in the slot. I would assume that the Jaguars are interested in a similar game plan than the one that they presented against Sutton, against Devante Adams, because C D Lamp is starting to earn that respect. If you ask me, my question from me to you is how many yards will CeeDee Lamb have on Sunday against Tyson Campbell or against the entire Jacksonville Jaguars secondary? How confident are you feeling about this Cowboys offense, but put it into a value of CeeDee Lamb receiving yards? I'm interested in hearing your thoughts about that. Now, uh, Wretched Toxic says, I don't like that. Kellen Moore will go back to being one-dimensional. You you guys know how I feel about this. I feel like the Cowboys have not been very one-dimensional this season, even though I still have some complaints about uh, Kellen Moore, some overreactions that I kind of don't like, like running the football a million times after the first interception against the Texans. But I think that they have done a good job not being predictable, working from under center, working from... The shotgun, marrying the running game to the passing game. I think it all it, it it has all been more or less unpredictable, or at least on the higher end of unpredictability in the entire NFL. Let's see here. 150 says James. Oh, that's an optimistic one. 103 says uh Sean. 83 yards and one touchdown, says Gregory. I'm gonna be optimistic on this one. I think that the Cowboys do find ways to exploit these Jaguars secondary. And one of the reasons why is they have one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. Tyson Campbell is the exception. He is not the rule. He is a cornerback that you want to stay away from. Although I'm very interested in seeing how much Dak Prescott is willing to attack him. However, I will say the Jaguars are not getting a lot of pressure in they have a good defensive line i would say they have josh allen in there they just activated caleb on who i'm sure you remember because we talked a lot about him during his respective nfl draft but for some reason they don't get too much pressure against opposing quarterbacks and they are top 10 in the nfl in blitz rate so they will send guys after you. They're not afraid of, you know, letting the docs after the quarterback. And Doc Peterson was asked about potentially trying to implement the blueprint that we talked about earlier this week to beat the Cowboys. Because as you guys know, anytime that a team struggles against any opponent and we're talking about a good team, we start talking about blueprints. Uh, people are doing it with the Miami Dolphins lately, and I'm not sure that's fair either. Uh, so someone just told me recently, "Oh, they they play press against the Bills and they're uh, against the Dolphins, and they're done." And I was like, "They they've been playing them with press since September." So I'm not I'm not sure that I agree with any of that. But as I said earlier this week, one of the things that was very noticeable of how the Houston Texans defense approached the Cowboys offense was. Not blitzing at all. And the Jaguars are top 10 in blitz rate. Will they try to stick to that philosophy that the Texans put in place on Sunday? Or will they keep blitzing Dak? Uh, because if they do, I think that Prescott is going to burn them because he remains one of the best quarterbacks versus the blitz in the entire NFL. My particular impression is of this football game is that the Cowboys are going to win it. Spoiler alert. I know that that is towards the end of the show always because of this matchup. I think that the Cowboys offense will pass the ball efficiently against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's see some of your questions here or or your comments and questions and everything. I'm going with 100 yards for CeeDee Lamb, by the way. I think it's I think it's going to be one of those games in which CeeDee shows up, even if he is shadowed by a top-tier corner like Tyson Campbell is. The blueprint, says Tommy, is give Kellen a past friend the look, and he will relapse and abandon the run, says Tommy915. But see, it's funny, because some of us actually want the Cowboys to be a little bit more aggressive throwing the football. Maybe not just you know, throwing the football deep. Maybe you you also want them to figure out a little bit better what the underneath passing attack looks like. But I I don't think that the Cowboys are abandoning the run really in this season. Or, Or they have been more, to me, my impression is that we have seen some isolated incidents. Abandoning the run against the Packers and running the football for nine consecutive plays against the Texans. But I don't think that they're abandoning one or the other consistently, if that makes sense. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I really hope not because of the outcome, says Joey Vella. I think that it was talking about the offense becoming predictable and all of that. Well, with all of that, we can get into our favorite segment of the week. But I agree with Jack, who says, if they blitz, it's over. So to really recap things a little bit, uh, even from last night, some of the keys to the game to me is get Kellen Moore, uh, get excuse me, get Trevor Lawrence under pressure, right? Because that is the way that his level of play goes down. But to get him under pressure, you will need to be fast, because Trevor knows how to stand in a pocket. He knows how to diagnose the blitz pre snap and post snap. He is savvy even though his career is just getting started. Getting him under pressure, not that easy. That is why he has one of the lowest pressure rates in the NFL. It's more because of himself than it is because of the protection up front. Now, number two, beat Tyson Campbell or, you know, worst case scenario, stay away from him. And I think the Cowboys will have to prioritize the passing game on this one over the running game i really think that look at mo low-key showing us his twitter handle it says chick toxic where is my twitter handle actually <laughs> let me let me try to remember where oh yeah oh well on my tweet the <laughs> yeah follow me on twitter at maunfl that's maunfl and I bilingually tweet the Cowboys. So if you want to see a lot of pissed off tweets in Spanish, when the Cowboys are playing, make sure you follow me because on my Twitter, like 80% of my followers are Spanish speaking followers. So I tweet most of my stuff in Spanish, but you can hit that translate button and see what I am ranting about during the games. Trigger warning though, I will spam your feed on Twitter. Oh, how did that get there? This is toxic. Yeah, how did my Twitter get there? Let's see here. My favorite part of the show every week, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into the bet of the week. What are we betting this time around? Yes or no? Do you think the Cowboys cover? the four points of the betting spread. Let me know in the chat while you let me know. And before I give you my best bet of the week, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is a 2022 Mazda CX-5 2.5S Select. This one starts at $29,920. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, all-wheel drive, lane departure warning, a convertible roof, heated seats, and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you are in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the 2022 Mazda CX-5 2.5S Select over at freemanmazda.net. Remember, when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Let's see. are Are the Cowboys covering four points? Gregory says, yes. Cowboys, 45. Jaguars, 13. Wretched Toxic says, let me see the weather forecast first. Sean says, yes. I do believe we can just walk on the Jacks like we did with the Texans. Says Jack, no. No, this is a real game. I agree. This is a real game that the Cowboys are facing. Not a trap game, as I said earlier this week. Not a trap game. A legit game. They will cover this Jack. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to my bet of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got the Cowboys. I've got the Cowboys minus four. I don't remember when was the last time that I actually took the Cowboys spread because they have been a little bit inflated, honestly. But now I like it. This one was actually sitting at six points before the season. No, not before the season. Before this week, excuse me. But maybe this, the scare against the Texans and then the Jaguars yeah, blowing up the Titans help push this line a little bit downwards. However, it is not crossing any key number. Key numbers are 3-7. So although it is a full two-point move, shouldn't be seen as a huge spread change. Give me the Cowboys minus four. The Cowboys have won 10 games this season. Eight of those have been a touchdown or more. So the Cowboys have actually won games that are not that close because they do have that trait that we have talked about of them being able to close out games. wretched Toxic says, I actually think that we lose this game. Do not have a good feeling about this in the way that we have played. 24 to 20, Jax. 34 to 17, Joey Bella. to Dallas, Dallas. Uh, 31 to 17, to is Steven White. 34 to 21. We are 11 and 2 in Cowboys bets this season. Let's get to 12 and 2 because that would be a fantastic mark. It already is fantastic. I, I'm going to give myself some credit here. I cannot believe that we are 11 and 2. I was, and I, and I told you about this when the season started. We were aiming for 52%. We are at 85. One more prediction before we get out of here. Who you got? I've got the Cowboys, 28, Jaguars, 23. CD Lamp going for 100 yards. Big game for number 88. And I think that Trevor Lawrence also has a solid game. Give me two touchdowns for the Jaguars quarterback. And you guys know this. I kind of like Trevor Lawrence. So I would be excited about a closed game like this. I do want to see I think that I think some fireworks just went off outside of my outside of the prime time studio kind of got a scare on me but hey <laughs> we're fine everything's fine 28 to 23 that was a loud 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 you know explosion not even sure if it were, if those were fireworks hopefully it was all, all is good out there Clemson as a football team so is toxic. Yep, yep, they do. Seek two touchdowns. Is Jacob Mo got the right idea though. Close game. Yeah, I think it can be kind of close. As you guys know, I am very high on the Jaguars offense. I think that I think that as long as the Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence and him playing the way that he is right now, they can beat anybody. They can really beat anybody. They can face the Jaguars, the Bills, and the Chiefs, and they will have a chance, if, if you ask me, because they're good on offense. But their defense is definitely a problem, and that's why I am taking the Cowboys, and I am taking the betting spread, the, you know, laying the points. I live in Baltimore. So it's a red check, toxic. lot of fireworks here. Whoo! See? See, toxic. I, I, I live in Chihuahua, Chihuahua, Mexico, and... A lot of fireworks here. (laughs) Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Share the stream. If you enjoyed this show, hit the thumbs up because it puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Do me that favor and let's see each other again on Sunday night and hopefully talk about the Cowboys 11th playoff clinching win of the season. Hopefully that happens. And, hey, it might it, it might even happen uh, without them actually beating the Jaguars. So let's see if the Cowboys are clinched by the time we talk on, on Sunday night. But I will see you then. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Hit the like button, and I will see you el domingo. Nos vemos. Adios. Yes, Yankees sign. We're done. Great signing. Bye-bye.